Today is Wednesday, October 19, 2022, and Biden's brain finally breaks in abortion speech. He ends speech by saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> we have the clip for you today. New York Times says Jill Biden is controlling Joe and is a psycho. Pelosi snaps on liberal anchor who brings up the fact that Democrats hate her. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the final stretch. How many days away from the election are we? We're 20 days away from the midterm elections. We have so much planned for you between now and then, but you gotta stay tuned to this space. We've been out, we've been traveling, we've been doing documentaries, we've been coming up with some incredible content that we think is going to move the needle, and we want you to stay tuned. So please, if you support our channel, do something for us today. It's totally free. Sign in to any podcast app that you listen to and subscribe to The Benny Show Podcast. Just clip that sweet little subscribe for us and share this content. They are going to be de-boosting our content. Kanye West bought Parler. Elon Musk bought Twitter. Rumble is crushing. And shout out to those on Rumble today. What up? Salty Army. Ladies and gentlemen, Facebook, YouTube, there are people who don't want you to hear this. So please click like, be the notification, click share, follow our pages. It's free and it helps us keep going. Obviously, we are here to bring you big brain stuff. And what Joe Biden is bringing you is broke brain stuff. Yesterday, Joe Biden did an event where he was like talking about how amazing abortion is for everybody and how incredible abortions are for, for everyone, including his family. But here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, and you did, he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, Starting in my house, abortions are the most incredible thing, which is insane, by the way. And like a truly dark and sunken evil thing for someone to say. Why would you talk about your daughter? Why would you talk about your potential children that way? That is a wild and sick and sinister thing to say. However, does Joe Biden know how many grandkids he's got? But I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we got the black hot coffee right here. Here's our mug. It says, get after it. We got our black hot coffee here. We are as amped and as caffeinated up as, as we normally are for this show. Ladies and gentlemen, how many kids does Joe Biden have? How many grandkids? How many grandkids? Well, there's an official number. ALX, what's the official number? There's an official number, okay, that says, hey, yo, Joe Biden has, I think, seven grandchildren officially. I'm waiting for producer ALX. How many official grandkids does Joe Biden have with the grandchildren that Hunter Biden has to pay alimony for? Joe Biden's got, like, he recognizes, like, six or five grandkids, but he actually has seven. And I'm still waiting for the reporter with enough brass in his balls to come up and be like, yo, hey. How many, how many grandkids you got, Joe? Because Hunter Biden, he has seven that we know of. Okay, seven. But Joe Biden only ever talks about and acknowledges six grandchildren, even though Hunter Biden pays alimony for a seventh grandchild in Arkansas with a uh, stripper that he impregnated. So Joe Biden sitting there saying yesterday, uh, clip B here, starting at my house, we need abortion. What? Here's the here's the clip. I mean, it's sick. It's darkened stuff. It's dark stuff from the Biden family. But yo, they are like the most perverse, darkest, monstrous family in America. Go. 
establishing a fundamental constitutional right to choose. Nearly 50 years later, on June 24th of this year, the court issued the Dobbs decision. A woman in all, all across the country, starting in my house, uh, lost a fundamental right. I want to remind us all. How- what are you talking about? What? What are you talking about? Women, women have fundamental, fundamental right to, 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 to kill a baby starting in my household. This from a guy who doesn't have the correct number of grandchildren, who doesn't know how many grandkids he has, or who refuses to acknowledge the beautiful children that he actually does have because children are all a gift from God. So what is not a gift from God is Joe Biden's brain. Joe Biden has no ability to actually talk or speak. Joe Biden doesn't know what's happening inside of his mouth hole. And he said this in talking about his support of gay marriage, saying that he pushed, he pushed hard for married couples in their bedroom. Ah, watch this the right that I pushed hard and it finally got changed, the married couples in the privacy of their bedroom, excuse me, the mar- I'm thinking about the Dobbs, the Dobbs decision. Imagine, well, I'll get to that in a second. I pushed hard for married couples in their bedroom. <laughs> what? Okay, we got the special bouncing ball. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden, what did he actually say? Joe Biden, here's the quote. I read to you directly. We talk, we have a lot of opinions on this show. I read to you directly the Joe Biden quote. The right that I pushed hard and it finally got changed. The married couples in the privacy of their bedroom. Excuse me, I'm thinking about the Dobbs decision. (laughs) Ah, That's the exact quote. During the speech, Joe Biden also mispronounced the word Ogbergfell. Obergfell, which is the gay marriage case in the Supreme Court. Obergfell. Obergfell. Joe Biden called it international pressure. Have a listen. Griswold, we're getting to the whole idea of contraception. Lawrence and Ogilvy. No, and listen for Lawrence and over. Play the clip again. Okay, listen. Listen to the very end of the clip. Play it one more time. It's too beautiful. Listen to the way Joe Biden says the thing that is supposed to be canon. I mean, this is as close to Roe v. Wade is to like a sacrament inside of the leftist church. Is Lawrence versus Obergfell? Here's how Joe Biden announces the sacrament. Griswold, we're getting to. The, the whole idea of contraception, Lawrence and Ogilvy. <laughs> okay. So this is probably why Joe Biden ended his entire speech yesterday by apologizing to the audience that had to listen to it. There were like 12 people who showed up. Joe Biden went and punched one of them. We have that clip for you. Joe Biden uh, apologized at the end of his speech. He went, uh, hey, uh, welcome to America. Thanks for listening. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Go. <laughs> God bless you all. And may God protect our troops. Thank you. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a family member who's really bad at balancing her budget. And as a small business owner, I've helped her go through her line items and see what her expenses are at the end of the month and help tally them up so that she can stay on budget. She's on a fixed income. And so we help her out. Now, I was shocked to see the amount of money that she is spending for her and her kids to have a cell phone plan. It's one of the first things we did to help her hit her budget every single month is to adjust that wildly inflated bill for cell phone coverage. It is the year 2022. This is one of the number one ways that you can save with your bills. And you got to save because you can see what's happening in the economy right now. You can see what Joe Biden is doing. You got to protect what's yours today. Step one, I told her was switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk, America's most reliable 5G network, and you don't have to sacrifice coverage for a fortune every month. I mean, take a look at your cell phone bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, you know how much you pay. It's going to be hundreds of bucks. With Pure Talk, you can get unlimited talk and text and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. That's real saving, and it can go to cover groceries, gas. Pure Talk has never raised their rates, and they're run by patriots. Go to puretalk.com. Select the plan that will save you money. Then enter the code Benny, and you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com and enter the code Benny to save right now with the company that I trust with my business and my family, Pure Talk. So Joe Biden is apologizing to the people who had to listen to him speak, but he's also probably apologizing to the small Latino lady who was behind him, who he went and did a double punch to her face after the speech. He walked up. He was extra handsy with people yesterday. He was extra grabby. He was grabbing late. You can tell when Joe Biden's in like a total mental decline because he starts like grabbing hold of people and things. He starts like grabbing items. He starts like locking on to things and like, um, I don't want to like, I want, don't want to slander the memory of my sweet Nana, but I had a grandmother who was handicapped, who couldn't stand or walk on her own. She had paralysis later in life and she, you know, was, she, she would often grab for or reach out in order to support herself in order, like just for the comfort, she sort of wanted to hang on to something. She had a walker, she had a wheelchair and Joe Biden is doing this like all the time, like Joe Biden is always reaching out, sort of like grabbing hold of things. And again, God, truly, God help me. I'm not trying to compare my sweet, lovely Nana to Joe Biden, but I have seen this behavior before in people who were, she was up in her 80s, right? People who are of a later long in the tooth year. And so Joe Biden always is like grabbing hold or like grabbing onto something. He was doing this all day yesterday, including, but not limited to like, clenching his fists and then punching softly in the face this little Latino lady who was standing right behind him. Watch. Boom. <laughs> so we won't be dramatic. We won't stop being dramatic. What's dramatic is what's happening at the White House. Peter Ducey, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the abortion question. Take it away. Following up on something Steve was asking, what is President Biden's top domestic priority now? Is it inflation or is it abortion? The president's going to continue to talk about issues that matter to the American people. And 
Abortion is one of them. Majority of the American people uh, disagree with the decision that uh, that the Supreme Court made, the Dobbs decision. That is, a majority of the people uh, disagreed with that. When it comes to the economy, the president has made it very, very clear. When it comes to inflation, it is the, his number one economic priority, and he is doing everything that he can to make sure that we lower prices for the American people. It's his number one economic priority. We've heard the president say inflation is his top domestic priority. But now he's saying, come next year, his first bill would be abortion related. So is his number one domestic priority abortion or is it inflation? Well, forget what the president has done the last 19 months. He has made the economy his top priority. He has passed the American Rescue Plan by, by the way, as you heard me say all the time, no Republicans voted for that in Congress. And it was a plan that helped us get back on our feet with the economy. Okay, so his number one economic priority is abortion. Got it. Okay, got it. You know who doesn't got it? You know who actually absolutely knows what's going on right now is Jill Biden. Jill Biden, according to a report, knows that Joe Biden is a train wreck and she herself is an absolute psycho throughout the White House. Ladies and gentlemen, Jill Biden knows Joe is a train wreck, according to the Daily Mail. Jill Biden essentially is running the White House. This according to a new report. Republicans claim that Joe Biden, 71, is her husband's babysitter after a report revealed that the first lady was angry that nobody stepped up to stop President Biden's near two-hour disastrous press conference in January of 2022. And you may recall this. Several GOP lawmakers weighed in on the report to Fox News, including Senator Marsh Blackburn of Tennessee, who said that it's further apparent proof that Biden, who turns 80, is not in control of the White House or his staff. Apparently, First Lady Joe Biden knows a train wreck when she sees one. I think everybody in the White House is concerned that the president will accidentally reveal that the Biden-Harris administration's true agenda, which you just heard there, is abortion on demand. The article noted that the first lady is, a, is in direct communications with office and senior staff when she believes that they have not protected Biden. She is incredibly protective of Mr. Biden and has been involved in the hiring of his press staff and other senior aides. Democrat turned Republican New Jersey representative Jeff Van Drew said the president and the American people know that Joe Biden was put in office and deserves to hear directly from the president himself. Our country does not operate under a surrogate in chief. They're saying that Jill Biden is Joe's surrogate. More reporting says that she often screams and berates White House staff yells at them, and that she is extremely mad when they humiliate Joe Biden. We all know what Joe Biden isn't capable of, and he isn't capable of making his own decisions. He needs fire. He needs constant supervision. This administration is practically turned into a White House assisted living facility. Yes, this is correct. This is elder abuse. At its very height, this is elder abuse. It's what you're seeing left and right, throughout the White House, all the time. Jill is guiding Joe through every single event. You can see this like plain as day, and this is what they let you see on camera. We have a couple of clips here to show you exactly how Jill Biden regularly and often guides Joe Biden through events, like takes him by the hand and drags him places. Check this out. Okay, so here's clip number one, Jill guiding Joe off the stage. Watch. <laughs> Okay, here's Jill dragging Joe away from the press. 
they can drill so the hell won't have it. But they're not doing it, number two. Number three, I think we're going to be in a position where we're going to... Are waiting for you to visit India. I've been to India twice, and I'll be back to India. My Jill Biden literally dragging Joe away from the press. Here's Jill Biden telling Joe to sit down. <laughs> okay, just stay. She, she's telling me, just sit, don't move. <laughs> she's a teacher. I'm the teacher, you know. Okay, and here's Jill Biden telling Joe who his own granddaughter is. We have already covered that Joe Biden has no idea how many children, grandchildren he actually has. Here's Jill telling Joe where his granddaughter is in the audience, then scolding him in front of everyone. It's super humiliating. Jill doesn't let me get in these conversations, so I want to. <laughs> and Secretary of Education, Miguel. Cardona, where are you, Miguel? Yeah, where is my big He says, there he is. He's oh, educating people I'm, in the back. There I'm you go. Did you say Naomi, too? Do I, I didn't see Naomi. He's over here. How can you miss her? Well, I, I'll tell you what. Hey, Naomi, how are you? <laughs> That's my granddaughter, my oldest, our oldest granddaughter. Hey, there's your grand. Oh, why don't you see your own granddaughter? Here's Jill. Again, she's totally in charge of the White House. She's completely in charge of the White House. Here we go. Jill Biden ordering Joe Biden to wave at Easter. Go. Welcome to the South Lawn. Thank you and happy, happy Easter. <laughs> All right. Wait. Wave, she says. Wave. Ladies and gentlemen, people are terrified about what's going on inside of the White House. You can obviously see where Jill Biden and Joe Biden, the breakdown is happening right now. Like the breakdown is official. It's being reported out. So this is how you know what's at hand. What's at hand currently is that the Biden regime is collapsing both from within and from without. They made sure that this man, because we are run by a cartel and a mafia in this country, they made sure that this man got put into office because they needed leverage. They knew that he had dementia. They knew that this man had crimes in his background that would be easy to prosecute with a flip of a switch. You ever heard the term throwing fuel on the fire? This is exactly what our federal government is doing with inflation. They are adding to inflation. They are trying to make your life worse in order to keep power. That's why the consumer price index right now is increasing yet again. The stock market is in total turmoil and our leaders are spending more money. That's exactly what Joe Biden is doing, spending more money to destroy the American family. Spending more money to turn down inflation is literally the opposite of the thing that you would do if you wanted to actually solve inflation. So what can you do about it? Well, you can text Benny to 989898 and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit to protect your savings with gold in a tax sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years experience in converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Have you ever uh, looked at your IRA over the last month or two? 
What's going on? Have you looked at your 401ks? Ladies and gentlemen, now is time to invest in gold. Do not let the left devalue your savings. Text Benny to 989898 and claim your free no obligation info kit for Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold in a tax sheltered retirement account with Birch Gold and Birch Gold has an A plus rating for the Better Business Bureau. Let them help you do it. They are pressuring him and you are starting to see the collapse from within and from without. The collapse from within comes from reports like this. We're reading from the Gateway Pundit. Jill Biden vets Biden staffers, rages at AIDS, limits her husband's public appearances. Here we go. Jill Biden, Biden's night nurse and handler, vets her husband's staffers and rages at them, ladies and gentlemen, during uh, uh, during appearances, according to the New York Times. Jill Biden also limits her invalid husband's public appearances to avoid gaffes and senior moments. We saw this last week where Joe Biden was supposed to have like an hour long sit down with CNN, lasted 15 minutes and he dropped his note cards. He literally dropped his note cards in the middle of the speech. You remember this with Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper bent over, licked the boots and handed him his note cards back. This is the kind of White House that's being operated right now. You can see it. Jill Biden limits... Joe's public appearances, according to the New York Times, Jill raged at senior aides after Joe Biden answered questions for two hours in January. He was not supposed to do that. That was a train wreck of a press conference. A reporter asked Jill Biden about his mental health, and Jill Biden was reportedly furious that White House aides allowed her husband to be subjected to such questions. Now, what are the kind of questions that you get angry about? Do you get angry about questions that are like, hey, are you Sauron of Mordor? Well, of course not. If somebody asked me if I was a serial killer, I'd shrug. I'd be like, what are you talking about? What a funny joke. But if you were an actual serial killer in hiding, it may make you sweat a little bit. It may make you a little bit nervous. If you were actually suffering from dementia and from mental decline, well, then questions like that would make you upset. And they make Jill Biden upset. There's the tell. The tell is that Jill Biden gets regularly and consistently angry at being asked questions like that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's so perverse that the New York Times is actually doing this expose. It's incredible. The New York Times said she is incredibly protective of Mr. Biden, this according to an anonymous aide, and has been involved in the hiring of his staff and senior aides. She has been direct with when she believes they have not protected him. Mrs. Biden often berates aides at the White House. This is according to the New York Times writing this. Mr. Biden delivered a nearly two hours news press conference in January and members of the senior staff were berated by Jill Biden after the appearance in the treaty room. And the first lady appeared. So Jill Biden, as we have demonstrated to you through like five clips, is regularly around essentially to grab Joe and direct him where he needs to go so he's not so he's not punching little latino ladies in the face. Jill Biden is also not omnipresent. She's not able to be there forever. What happens when Jill Biden is not around? What occurs when Jill Biden ain't there to be the night nurse and the staff are like paralyzed and terrified to step in and help Joe and we know this from our own white house sources who tell us that the White House is just an abject disaster, that Joe Biden regularly and consistently also gets very upset, handsy with his staff, and that staff don't want to be around to direct him because Joe thinks he knows exactly what he's doing and everything is correct that Joe is doing. What happens when Jill isn't there? 
The team has put together a supercut to show you exactly what's going on when Joe isn't being guarded by Jill. It is a complete nightmare. It does remind me of some family members who have suffered from extreme illnesses. If you've had a family member who suffered from dementia or from some type of brain disease, you'll understand this. They have put this man up for office in order to control him because he is such a debilitated old puppet. He is a Muppet. He is someone who can be controlled and then they can instruct him to do what they've always wanted to do. And by they, we're talking about the permanent state. An elitist cabal of people who are unelected, who are coming after our children, our rights, our sovereignty, the very wealth and treasure of this nation stands to be destroyed by these people. And the reason they want that is because a wealthy, prosperous, happy, religious family unit doesn't need them. You don't need government assistance. In fact, you will throw off the government that torments you and that persecutes you if you have the means to do so. This is precisely what happened in our revolution. And so that's why we can show you charts like this. It's funny to laugh at Joe Biden and the dementia. It's funny to say, hey, wow, we can't believe this guy uh, is being night nursed right now by Joe Biden, a complete puppet, which is exactly what's happening also with John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. You're electing his psychotic wife. You're not electing John Fetterman. John Fetterman is a vessel. You're really electing his psycho wife. And their goal here is to destroy you. And they're doing a great job at it. Check out this chart from Donald Trump shared on Truth Social. Can we do this full screen? Let's toss this up because it's, it's got a lot going on. This is from Trump's last day in office to today under Joe Biden. You go through the inflation rate from 1.4 to 8.3, the price of gas up more than $1.50. You have housing and mortgage interest rates skyrocketing with no end. You have rent skyrocketing with no end. You have the stock market in total and complete freefall, along with your 401k and all of your savings. You have grocery bills up more than 10%. You feel me? Any moms watching right now? You feel me? The cost of electricity is up a thousand percent. And then, of course, you have the real wages, the real cost and value of wages that is collapsing. This mixed with Stephen Moore's who was the economic advisor to Donald Trump. Recent graph about inflation shows you precisely where we're at. The line there is the demarcation of Trump versus Biden. There's some key economic indicators there, the CPI. Core inflation is there. And core inflation is the green number, the consumer price index. Look at these numbers. Look at what has happened under Joe Biden. This is by design. They are doing it by design, ladies and gentlemen. They are coming out of the gate to destroy the dollar. This is why they're going off to Saudi Arabia. And they're coming for your wealth, your sovereignty, and your rights. The first way to erode the value of what it means to be an American is to destroy our currency. 
If they can wreck the economy, they can get a global currency, they can be rid of the dollar, they can be rid of dollar hegemony. And this is why they're going after Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia and the petrodollar is what makes the dollar valuable. Oil around the world is traded in dollars based on a very wise decision made by a couple of people in the 1970s to strike a deal with the Saudis that we would buy exclusively oil from them and that they would sell oil in dollars. This is where the petrodollar comes from. And the Biden regime is going about the business of destroying that relationship, driving the Saudis into the hands of the Chinese and the Russians. This is the this is exactly the goal. Don't act as though it's incompetence. Don't attribute incompetence to this malevolence. It's malevolent. They want the destruction of this country. Democrats out and out say it here. Nancy Pelosi is asked, why do Democrats hate you so much on camera? Pelosi saying to corporate media, MSNBC, Andrea Mitchell's report on Tuesday responded to incumbent Democrats calling for new leadership in the Democrat party, stating, if you want to have a say to win, fine. We respect them for what they believe in. So Pelosi's own caucus is coming out against her, saying that she is destroying her own party. The fires and the calls are coming from inside the Democrat party, referencing reps Elise Stoken and Abigail Spanberger, calling for generational change in the Democrat leadership. Host Andrea Mitchell asked, so what do you say to your own caucus, to these young members? They're obviously in tough fights. They want to see change. Here's Pelosi's response. Which is leader, lead, members of your own caucus, Elisa Slotkin and Abigail Spanberger, they're, they're in tough districts. I know they're yeah. in tough fights. But they're talking about generational change because all the leadership being over 80, you know, yeah. the president is, is, you know, also, if reelected, going to be in that category. So let's talk about what Lisa Slotkin said on Meet the Press. I want to play that for you. I have been very vocal, including with my own leadership in the House, that we need a new generation. We need new blood, period, across the Democratic Party, in the House, the Senate, and the White House. I, I, I think that the country has been saying that. So what do you say to your own caucus, to these young members? They're you know, obviously in tough fights, but they want to see the change. I say just win, baby. Just win. If that's what you have to say to win, fine. And we will not in any way do anything but totally supportive. Mobilization-wise, message-wise, money-wise. The average leadership age of the Democratic Party is like 2,000 years old. You are led by Chuck Schumer, who is 75. Nancy Pelosi, who is 81. Joe Biden, who turns 80 this month. You are also led by Klaus Schwab, who is 85 years old, and George Soros, who is 92. 92. No wonder these old cretins want to try and like find the, uh, what, like like keep suspended in AI, like after they die. No, like, no wonder they're so obsessed. They're so obsessed with living forever, which is, of course, what hedonism is always obsessed with. These people are ancient. I mean, you are ancient, but we love it. We love it because there's a lot of young, energetic people on the right, and there are no young, energetic people on the left. Don't make me laugh. Name a young, energetic leftist that's like really influential. Name one. Don't make me laugh. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say AOC. Don't say it. 
These people are decrepit. They have no one left. Because they have no God, and because they only believe in this earthly power, because they are hedonist, these people, they cling to power forever. We just left Nancy Pelosi's district. It is remarkable what this woman has done in a bad way. She has rotted out and destroyed in her tenure there in San Francisco. She has just decimated that city. I mean, that city is a husk, a shell of its glorified self. And it is beautiful. And it is in such a beautiful location. And people like Nancy Pelosi clinging to power demonically, holding on to this power for so long has wrecked Democrats. And we are here for it. Nancy Pelosi on polls showing that she is going to get her ass kicked in the 2022 midterms. A very special, special clip here. Take it away. Overriding concerns. Despite all the legislative accomplishments, and I, I want to cite them, I want to you know, say it's been an extraordinary session. You and the president have done so much in terms of domestic concerns, the economy. So why is this message why do you think the president has gotten this message through the voters? Well, first of all, uh, let me say uh, that I think that much of what you've said, I don't agree with. That is okay. to say, the New York Times poll, I think, is an outlier poll. You cite one poll, but all the others. It's polls also the real clear politics average no. is showing similar issues. No, but they, but that was one that brought down the average and it was an outlier. It wasn't even that big a sample. So I, I dismiss that. Do you remember when Joe Biden was asked about the New York Times poll that said that everyone wants him dumped from the ticket in 2024? Every Democrat wants him dumped from the ticket. I mean, Republicans want him dumped into Guantanamo Bay, but every Democrat wants him dumped from the ticket in 24. And Joe Biden ran up to that reporter and started screaming in his face. It's demonic energy. That's what it is. This is what happens, man. It's the demon scream of like the thing that they value most in life. Republic, the difference between a leftist, a progressive and a conservative is that we go home to our happy family, to our beautiful children, to our functional marriages. We go home to our, our houses with real food in them and cars in our driveway and lawns to mow. That's where we by and large go home to wives and husbands and children that love us. Leftists go home to, I mean, what does Nancy Pelosi go home to? While her, her drunk-ass husband in jail, a rotted, disgusting city that is filled with fecal matter in the streets and rats. I just went there. Wait till you see our documentary on it. Royce and I were just there. Ladies and gentlemen, what do they go home to? Single room, one-bedroom apartments, microwave dinners for one, a bunch of felines and cat hair-filled sweaters. And then watching what Rachel Maddow and then crying while they then turn on the latest Amy Schumer special, watch Captain Marvel, She-Hulk. What? What? Are you, this, these are your heroes. These are miserable heroes. It is a miserable life. So when they are given the real life data that people hate them, they can't handle it. They can't handle it because it's just one more shred of misery for them. Also, they can't manage the fact that the only thing that they appeal to in life, which is power over you, happy people with children and spouses and lives and houses and cars with gasoline in them, with steaks on the grill and cold beer in the fridge. They are so upset that they cannot control your life 
and make you eat the bugs and make you live in the pod. They're so upset at that. They can't, it doesn't, it doesn't, they can't process it. So that's why you see Nancy Pelosi, they're just denying reality. They deny reality. They deny reality. They deny reality because their reality is such garbage. It doesn't matter if it's a recession or if it's gender. They deny reality. And then it leads to like really embarrassing clips like this from last week where Nancy Pelosi and her like, you know, Smirnoff fueled rage. She clenches her fist and she's like, if Donald Trump were to come up to the the Capitol right now, I'd punch him. This was filmed during January 6th. Nancy Pelosi saying in a uh, martini fueled rage that she will punch Donald Trump at the Capitol. Watch. They have dissuaded him from coming to Capitol Hill. They told him they don't have the resources to protect him here. So at the moment, he is not coming, but that could change. Oh, he comes. I'm going to punch him out. This is my mom. I would pay to see that. I'm waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out, and I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. So, okay, a couple things here. One, why has Nancy Pelosi been waiting for trespassing on the Capitol grounds? She sort of gives away the game there. Uh, I think you've said a little too much. Why is Nancy Pelosi waiting? She's been waiting for trespassing on the Capitol grounds, which is exactly what they've charged most January 6th people with. The vast majority of the charges are trespassing. And let me make something very clear here. You should never fight cops. I'm against people punching cops or fighting cops. You hit, a, you hit a police officer, I don't care where they are, you should go to prison. That's what I personally believe. Now, the vast majority of police officers in the year 2020 uh, and 2021 were attacked by leftists and mobs in the streets. Now, those people get away scotch-free. Now, that's where I suddenly draw the line. But the vast majority of these people who went up there to take a selfie inside of the Capitol, those people were charged with trespassing. So it's a little weird that Nancy Pelosi says, I've been waiting for this. I think that's a little odd. I think it's also odd that Nancy Pelosi has a full documentary film crew with her that morning. That's a little strange. Why'd she have multiple cameras with her that morning? Just asking questions here. And then secondarily, why did she say she wanted to punch the president of the United States? That's, um, hmm, I don't know. Is Nancy Pelosi inciting violence? Isn't that what they said Donald Trump is doing? Isn't that what January 6th commission's all about, inciting violence? And here she is saying she's going to punch Trump. Well, punch a, a Trump, Trump, punchy Trump, of course, had a punchy response to that. Donald Trump responded uh, for the first time uh, during an interview yesterday to Nancy Pelosi's request to punch him. Watch. When you saw that video of Nancy Pelosi on January 6th saying she wanted to punch you. Oh, he comes. I'm going to punch him out. This is well, my mom. I would pay to see that. I'm waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out, and I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. What was your reaction to that? Well, she's a despicable person, very bad for the country. Uh, if I ever said that, it would be a national scandal with her. You think? Even a blip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you think. If I said anybody, well, what about Biden saying, take him to the back of the barn? Yeah. That's what I do right now. You know, I mean, this guy, if I ever said it, oh, that would be terrible. But he says that they think it's so cute. Isn't it wonderful? You know, you'd you'd blow on him and it'd fall over. <laughs> so uh, it's one of those things that I have to put up with. Think of it. She makes a statement like that. It's totally fine. Yeah. If I made a statement, it's more me than a Republican. I mean, most Republicans couldn't do it either. But if I made it. In oh, with you, it's it times be, 100. It's absolutely yeah, times 100. Times, they're, they're, times 100. Yeah. The panic is here. The panic is real. They are freaking out. 
Does Donald Trump sound freaked out there? You can see every single morning I open up social media to a new clip of Donald Trump at a party, out golfing, fundraising, hosting a massive rally. This is not a man who's scared. The Democrats are running terrified right now. They know that they have screwed this up. They thought, here's what they thought. They thought they would take Joe Biden. They thought they'd take a Muppet. They'd shove him into the White House. They'd be able to get their WEF world economic, they'd be able to get their WEF agenda, the third term of Barack Obama, through. And then they'd be able to essentially just sack the guy, right? So they use the leverage they have over Joe Biden. He's a Muppet. They're just going to destroy his legacy by doing all this unpopular stuff. But most people won't notice because they'll be so thrilled that Donald Trump is gone. That was the agenda. They'll be so happy that the noise stopped. This is how they torture people in Guantanamo Bay. They play them Sesame Street songs. They'll be so happy that the noise stopped about Donald Trump, the noise, the Trump noise, that they'd just be able to go through, wreck and remake the American economy, just take away your ability to own firearms, to drive cars, to eat meat, and you would just be happy. You'd live in the pod, you'd eat the bugs, and you'd be happy. Turns out that's not the way it went. The director says, actually, the rest of the story is that the American people revolted. And now it is looking day after day after day, worse polls for every single Democrat running. The polls are absolutely atrocious. And you are going to begin to see panic from Democrats. This is the first story of panic, panic, total panic. Joe Biden announced the release of 10 to 15 million more barrels of oil from the emergency oil reserves before midterm elections. This should be illegal. Joe Biden has now drained the Strategic Petroleum Reserve down below essentially where he's allowed to. You're not allowed to drain it to, let's see, what does he release? 200 million barrels. 200 million barrels, more than all previous presidents combined, according to the Wall Street Journal. Despite Biden's historic oil release to bring down the cost of gasoline, the OPEC nations announced their decision in October to cut production. The president expressed his disappointment with OPEC, Saudi Arabia giving him the big old fat middle finger telling him to kiss their camel's asses. Despite the administration officials working behind the scenes to urge them to delay their cuts until after the midterm elections, a quid pro quo. So Joe Biden is artificially lowering the price of oil at the expense of our national security. This is panic. This is panic time right now. When asked about the prices approaching $7 a gallon in his state, Biden replied, well, that's always been the case here. Sorry, in the state of California. It was $7 a gallon. We were just there. We saw it at every single station, seven or six dollars a gallon, scraping near seven. Despite gas prices rising again, Biden continues taking credit for gas prices declining. You can't have it both ways. You can't take all the credit when the gas prices decline. And then when they skyrocket, say, oh, that's the Saudis. This is what Joe Biden's doing. What are gas prices in your state? What are they in your state right now? If gas prices where you're at are historically high, people are not going to vote for the party in charge. Joe Biden doing illegal things in order to protect his party including but not limited to pressuring Democrats at the border to not declare an emergency over legal immigration. This according to Breitbart, Joe Biden administration reportedly pressured El Paso Mayor Oscar Meyer, sorry, Mayor Oscar Lesser, Mayor Oscar Meyer would be amazing, not to declare 
a state of emergency over illegal immigration, even as thousands arrive in the small city every few days. According to an exclusive report from the New York Post, El Paso officials privately and publicly say that Biden administration urged the mayor not to call a state of emergency. At least three of the El Paso City Council members have urged Mayor Oscar Lester, not Oscar Meyer. It's a real, uh, Mayor Oscar Meyer, real dick of a mayor over there, real, uh, real wiener. His issue of an emergency declaration did happen, however. The private phone conversations last month said he'd been directed otherwise by the Biden administration. So the Biden administration are pressuring this mayor not to declare an emergency. Uh, 2,100 border crossers and illegal aliens were arriving every day in El Paso. Since April, the city has seen more than 62,000 thousand border crossers. Everyone in Martha's Vineyard had a panic attack, heart attack, over 50 migrants, 50 Venezuelans flown there by De Savage. And this town, El Paso, has seen 62,000 apprehended. The figure does not include those who successfully evaded border control. During El Paso City Council meeting last month, Lesser, this is the mayor, suggested that Rep. Representative Veronica Escobar, along with the Biden administration, asked him not to declare a state of emergency. This is pressure. This is a quid pro quo. This is exactly what they impeached Donald Trump for. Exactly what they impeached Donald Trump for. Now, usually we end with a positive story. Unfortunately, we do not end with a positive story today, but we end with a call to action. Russian analyst behind the British spy Christopher Steele's debunked dirty dossier is cleared on all counts for lying to the FBI. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very sad story. We have kept you updated on Durham and his trials. We follow them with great, I mean, we follow them, our friends Cash Patel, Devin Nunez, the people who've done Durham Watch. Man, we have followed this with great anticipation and extreme urgency. But there is a justice system, as Jack Posobiec says, and then there is a just us system. And the just us system says we are allowed to manufacture evidence that is a complete lie in order to kneecap and cripple and destroy our political enemies. And we'll continue to do it because now there's been absolutely no consequences to this. A jury in Virginia acquitted Russian analyst Igor Dranchenko Thursday of all charges of lying to the FBI in its investigation into the Trump-Russia probe. A stunning setback for John Durham. John Durham has never lost a case, but now he's lost two. Dranchenko was a primary source for British spy Christopher Seals dossier and Donald Trump. He was accused of lying to the FBI as agents sought to verify information included in the infamous dossier. His included salacious and unverified allegations about Trump's alleged misconduct in a Moscow hotel room, which we believe that they just flipped the names of Hunter Biden and put in Donald Trump. Uh, Trump repeatedly denied the dossier. And of course, the dossier turned out to be untrue. The verdict came in a trial uh, that provided a series of revelations about the creation of the dossier, as well as the FBI's information gathering techniques, including testimony that the FBI offered to pay Steele, a former British intelligence officer, $1 million in cash to prove the unsubstantiated allegations. The FBI supervisory analyst Brian Outen testified that the Bureau made the offer to Steele in 2016 during a meeting in the United Kingdom, but did not hand over the money because Steele could not back up the evidence. The FBI has been used as a super PAC against Donald Trump and against you. This is the point of all of this. Sadly, we close this chapter without any prosecutions, without anyone going to jail. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's what we look at. See, Bannon will be most likely going to prison. You just have to prepare yourself for this. 
Steve Bannon will be going to jail for not complying with a subpoena for Congress, and he'll be fined a lot of money. And the people who were behind the greatest hoax in political history, nothing will happen to them. No consequences, except for this. There is a consequence. The consequence was having Donald Trump as the chief executive, and he was able to fire and to gut the people behind this operation. He was able to destroy Hillary Clinton and her legacy, cripple the deep state, fire people like James Comey, Peter Strzok, Andrew McCabe, Lisa Page, and many others. They were able to shine a light on how this operation works, and they were able to expose these operations for all time. So it may seem as cold comfort to all of us who hoped that people would go to prison for this, but unfortunately, the lawyer, Michael Sussman, who shopped this dirty dossier to the FBI under false pretenses, and Igor Duranchenko, who is the dirty Russian analyst who provided these salacious lies about Donald Trump, nothing will come of this, sadly. It pains us horribly to say so, because we have covered this with extreme eagerness and anticipation, hoping for some justice. Here's the justice. You can vote. You can vote power out of the hands of these people. You can give power to the people who are actual reformers, to the DeSantis's, to the Trumps, to those like Jim Jordan, who will actually go after the actors here. And there is a way to actually hurt them beyond a courtroom. You can fire them. You can be rid of them. The chief executive, they all answer to. If you elect a president who will run on reforming the permanent Washington, D.C. class, and it's unthinkable to consider a Republican who would not run on that platform, well, then you could actually change things. And this is how you do it. So ladies and gentlemen, Godspeed in the 2020 elections. We are 20 days away. Remember, this is our moment. We can actually change things. We can do it. You've seen it. They knew that Donald Trump was not going to win. That's what they said. The day of the election, Crystaliza, it lives forever. A Washington Post headline, Donald Trump's chances of being president have approached zero. We defeated them once and we can do it again. Get ready. Real patriots vote on election day. We can destroy this deep state. Unfortunately, the game is rigged against us. That's fine. It always has been, quite frankly, rigged against us. The super state and the permanent state does not want to be disassembled. They have protected themselves, especially inside of their own courtrooms, inside of this little district known as Washington, D.C. One of the first things we got to do is get rid of the D.C. courts. D.C. is not a state. It should not have district courts. D.C. is not a real place. It should actually go back to Congress to be run. That, I mean, that's just the reality. And then D.C. should have proxy voting uh, inside of the states of Maryland and Virginia. D.C. should, I mean, really, I mean, D.C. should never be counted uh, because it's not actually a state and it was never intended to be. It was supposed to be run by Congress, actually. Not saying that that would be better, but I am saying that, yes, that would be better, actually, than, than having it run by the people who currently run D.C. The reality is this, ladies and gentlemen, we can change this nation. We can do it by keeping our eye on the prize, by keeping our priorities straight. God, family, country, this is where we are headed. This is where we are going. These are our guiding principles. We were born free men and women, and we're going to stay that way. And we're going to keep covering this because it is going to be a very exciting time, ladies and gentlemen. We are optimistic. We know we can change this country, and we know we will win. My name is Benny Johnson. This has been The Benny Show. Thank you for watching.